Section 1 of G. K. Chesterton in Vanity Fair Magazine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. G. K. Chesterton in Vanity Fair Magazine by G. K. Chesterton. The Next Renaissance Thoughts on the Structure of the Future one the same old game the whole modern way of making the world better which is so scientifically designed to make it worse can be clearly and compactly realized in the single case of sports or games it is a fashionable and familiar example it ought to be a frivolous and amusing example but it is not sport is not so much a modern relaxation as a new religion and is more serious and unsmiling even than most new religions philologists for the future will probably note the word golf as an alternative spelling of the word god philosophical historians of the future will probably explain that the golden football was so called because it was recognized as the only goal of all human effort and desire the records of baseball rowing and running groups will read like the records of monastic orders there will be the shaving of the head, the starving of the body, the heroic and inhuman devotion to the brotherhood, and especially in the case of American colleges, the intoning of strange and unearthly litanies that seem to belong to another world. I do not mention this state of things in order to attack it. I have a great deal of sympathy and even reverence for superstitions. I have also what may seem a more serious reason for really reverencing the traditional or conventional games whatever their sins at least they have not been international it seems a pity that there has been anything in sport called the international but in truth it is only very lately that these things have been touched with the decay called cosmopolitanism the english national game of cricket is a very noble game indeed but perhaps it is primarily noble in being national I have no doubt that baseball is equally noble, but on that I will observe a reverent silence for the very reason involved, that it is the sacred institution of another nation. I am barely old enough to remember, as a boy, playing golf in Scotland just before it was universally played in England. I can remember how consonant it seemed to the northern coasts, where links mean a landscape and not an apparatus. By comparison, there is something facetious about English links. It is as if the Alpine Club built an artificial alp in Bedfordshire. But cricket, of which I can judge better, certainly has the note of the national, that is, of the unique and even the quaint. I wish top hats were still worn in the cricket field, so long as they were worn nowhere else. It is this unique note alone which is the real meaning of national independence freedom is freedom to play the fool in your own way perhaps the finest game that a man can play it is really right to defend this insular humour in arms to defend bat and wicket with sword and cannon not only against a vulgar and barbarous invader like the german emperor but even against an enlightened and civilising invader like the great napoleon it is not true as wellington said that waterloo was won on eton cricket fields but it is true, perhaps, that Eton cricket matches were saved and won at Waterloo. 
the serious business of sport i say this at the start to make it clear that i value rightly the virile sports of our civilization but lightly and logically considered it is still strange that a man should be counted a sportsman because he refuses to take them in sport he does not do them for his disport as the old writers would have put it he must play the game and not play at the game still less must he play at playing at it but that is how our more modern writers would probably express their meaning he must take to his amusements not only eagerly but earnestly he must take his pleasures not only sadly but almost suicidally now all this is on the face of it as unreasonable when applied to games on a holiday as it would be to games in a nursery a man who really worries about his success at golf might just as well worry about his success at blind man's bluff it would be interesting if a man could come in saying gloomily that he was off his game at hunt the slipper or be cross with his wife and family for a week because he had been caught at hide-and-seek or we might have that moral idealization of all sport in which some english schoolmasters indulge applied to the sports of the most spirited time of life we could have sermons on the comradeship fair play and fine sense of honor produced by playing the game the admirable game of oranges and lemons or we should have a man saying sternly that something is not honey-pots as he says that it is not cricket i have not only no desire to diminish sport but rather as will soon be seen a desire to increase it i would increase the vitality and especially the variety of games but the first fact for the moment is that we have so entirely forgotten that games are games that it seems comic even to compare them to other games it seems more natural to think of a gentleman engaged alternately in golf and government than in golf and leapfrog yet a man ought to be golfing in the mere mood and spirit of leaping and governing in a different spirit altogether as it is the golf is solemn and the government frivolous while politics become every day more slipshod cynical and irresponsible athletics in this fashionable sense becomes more rigid and more ritualistic yet it would be quite as reasonable to make hunt the slipper rigid and ritualistic as no doubt it would be if it were fashionable indeed if we follow its imaginary fortunes we shall find them leading us to the important truth about the modern muddle called the progress nursery games brought up to date for instance if nursery games were fashionable the first thing that would appear would be apparatus we should insult the very central sacred principle of here we go round the mulberry bush by actually introducing a mulberry bush we should entangle oranges and lemons with wreaths and festoons of lemons and oranges and probably of church bells also hired especially for the purpose the game of tom tiddler's ground would be vulgarized like a millionaire's freak dinner with people picking up real gold and silver a man playing hunt the slipper would carry a whole assortment of slippers of all sizes and colors as a man playing golf now carries a forest of clubs of all sizes and shapes or rather he would have a servant walking behind him carrying a whole sack full of slippers like some fantastic sultan in the arabian nights i can imagine the estate of some steel magnate 
or petrol king artificially laid out for hide-and-seek with painted hiding-places of tin and wood conspicuous camouflage and a great gilded hotel labeled home i will not insist on the point that the magnates of the commercial combines might find a verbal appropriateness in puss in the corner nor need i argue more generally that little boys who play robbers might learn to play financiers the only point here is that when we talk to-day of the progress of a sport we mean progress in the stiffening formalities we mean progress in apparatus in other words we can only extend continue and complicate an old game the one thing we never do and this is the whole point is really to start a new game new games for old now a true land of liberty if anyone seeks for a sign of it would be one where a man might invent a new game it would be one where he was not so entirely tied to the same old game the more he extends it the more he complicates it the more it is the same old game the only way to make a new game would be the way which made the old games when they were new it would be to make it out of anything out of the merest thing thus in my national case of cricket the stumps were originally only the stool the stool of the milkmaid you make nothing new by making stumps larger or more elaborate or more artificial the only parallel to the old invention would be to make a game out of something you have got let us say a door scraper or an umbrella stand it may appear difficult merely by looking at an umbrella stand to evolve a wild fantastic game from it nevertheless the wise social reformer will be wisest if he goes on looking at the umbrella stand until the vision is revealed to him of course there are many other instances of the same aboriginal truth the old game of tennis testifies by its very terms to having been played in the courtyard of an inn with the scores based on the ordinary objects round such as the buttery hatch alarm might be felt at first if such a game were suddenly invented let us say in a modern railway station with so much scored by hitting the clock and so much by hitting the station-master it would be yet more exciting if extended to the street if the player made fifteen by smashing a lamp-post and thirty by busting a policeman but this is perhaps to allow the merely imaginative and utopian side of social reform to run away with us if the imagery be a little speculative the ideal remains entirely serious it is an ideal i shall attempt later on to apply as a test to more serious subjects indeed to all the most serious subjects of the day what is the matter with modern reform is that it is never in any true sense original it never begins at the beginning or makes any attempt to realize how things begin at any rate it is with this one lighter instance of sports and games that i begin and with this for the moment that i end end of section one